Song Division is an international company that uses music and songwriting to get team members in the same company to bond in a music-infused team-building exercise. Big names including Sher, Justin Bieber and Richard Branson have been associated with the company, which was founded by Australian Andy Sharp. Adelaide Ng spoke to Andy Sharp when he visited Melbourne recently. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Adelaide. It's lovely to be here. Privilege is all mine. It is slightly nerve-wracking um, meeting someone who's recognised as a genius. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I've, well, that's a first. I've never been called that before, but I'll take it. Thank you. <laughs> um, but those who know your work are huge fans. But for those who don't know you, can we start by helping us understand what it is that you do and how that's gotten you working with celebrity musicians, endorsements from Richard Branson and getting written up in places like Forbes. So people must be wondering, where did all this start? I started a company called Song Division uh, in 2003 and we are a people engagement company using music. It's a very unique company, so it probably needs a little bit more explanation but a little of my background, I was in a band at high school, in a rock band, and in our minds, we we're going to be the biggest band in the world, like you 2 probably showing my age there a bit. And we got signed by ACDC's label over in the UK. So I was born in Sydney. Uh, so we spent four years during the whole Britpop oasis for the, some of the uh, older members of your audience um, in the UK in the 90s. When that band broke up, I came back to Australia and I, which is a whole other story, I ended up working for IBM as in their global financing division in their, in their bank. That's different. It was very, it was a, what you call a very sharp right-hand turn, uh, but it was wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. They put me through an MBA and that's where I got all my corporate experience and I worked in Sydney and, and New York. But during that time at IBM, I was still writing songs for pop stars in Australia on the side, so to speak. So I never, I never stopped being a musician. And Yotha Yindi, which is a, a famous Australian Indigenous band, each year put on a, an amazing festival up in Arnhem Land in the north of Australia called Gama. And as part of that festival, they would invite usually famous singer-songwriters, people like Neil Finn from Crowded House, for example, and they would invite in a famous musician to run songwriting workshops with the Indigenous kids where they'd write a song in a couple of hours and then perform it at the festival that night. And one of these years, a famous Australian musician couldn't go, so they, they asked me to go. And The second most famous. Yeah, yeah there was, I must have been a lot cheaper. Well, it was, it was, there was no money involved anyway. Um, but it was an amazing experience where I'd get, you know, 15 teenagers, which is always for me, I'm not the front man of the band. You know, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a limelight guy. I'm not the singer. But so to be, have 15 teenagers that I hadn't met before uh, and the brief was to write a, an original song in about 90 minutes. So I was petrified, but we did it together. You know, I was like, okay, let's, let's, we can work this out together. Does anyone play guitar in this group? And I'd find, find one of the guys and he'd know a couple of chords, so I'd get him to play a couple of chords and I'd go, okay, we've got an E and an A. They're the chords and what style of music do you guys like? We like reggae and gangster rap. So I'll go, so we'll do a reggae verse and a gangster rap chorus, for example. And we, you know, and then we'd write poems about their experience, about fishing with their grandpa or playing football with their friends. And, and we wrote these songs and 
I had a great girl called Peter Morris who's, a, who's had a couple of number one hits in Australia, was with me and she would turn those lyrics into a melody and so that made it really special for them. They were like, oh, my goodness, we just wrote these lyrics and now it sounds like a, a record that we hear on the radio. And we performed it that night at the festival and, we, yeah, we did that for two weeks with different groups each day and it was... Uh, I could see that transformation of a group of people. Some of them knew each other, some of them didn't know each other and then just with that music, the universal language, to go through a music creation process and a lot of them would say at the start, oh, I don't sing, I don't... You know, I'm not a performer, I don't know how to write a song... But it's, it's, it can be quite a simple process and at the end of it, they're this very unified, energetic group who've had this amazing experience together. And then, you know, when I came back to Sydney, companies started asking me to do that with their sales teams as a team building event. So that's where the, the business started. Well, tell us a bit about taking someone from feeling intimidated about this whole idea of writing music and then one of them is going to be, I assume, performing it to that space where they're actively collaboration and being confident that they're putting something of, of value together that is worthy of a listen, you know, for the masses, maybe. The first thing that we do is that we, we tell people they don't have to sing on their own. You know when you go to a, a show and there's a comedian and you're worried that the comedian's going to pick you out of the crowd? Like, I don't want to be that person. And our business is infused with that empathy. We don't want to make people feel uncomfortable. So the first thing that we say is, no one's going to have to sing on their own. Right, and suddenly you'll see people whose eyes were like trying to avoid eye contact. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're, Phew, they're really. okay. You're not going to have to sing on your own, but there's always a few in the group who are desperate to sing on their own too. So, so we also say, and if you've always wanted to sing on your own on stage, you're going to get an opportunity to do that if that's what you want to do. But, but we put it, people at ease at the start. The main focus of the songwriting is, is on the lyric writing, so we, they do some work on their own, writing some four-line poems on their own. Then they work with a person that they're next to and, then, and they go, so smaller group work. They're taking their stories, they're taking why they're there and that, you know, our, our work is predominantly corporate, Fortune 500s, and they're writing about their company's core values, their, their purpose, what, what's meaningful to them and to their company, where they're going, where they've been. And so they're writing about what they know. They're not just writing about their girlfriends and boyfriends. You know, they're not love songs. They're actually writing about what they're experiencing in the work environment. And then by the time they've written these poems and one of the song division musicians sings those lyrics to let them know that what it'll sound like, they're like, oh, my goodness, I, I, they were my words and I just heard this amazing musician sing them. You can really feel the magic in the room at that point. And to answer your question, when they, by the time they go to perform the song, they perform it as a group. And we've done a lot of work across Asia, for example, and we would do, like, for KPMG, their new managers conference in Ho Chi Minh. And you have groups from across Asia, you know, Thailand, Japan, South Korea. And with these groups, at the start, they can be very hesitant, shy, I think is probably how, you know, I would describe it at the start. And we get them into the writing process, and when they've gone through the writing process, when it comes to perform the song we were always worried that we can't keep them off the stage by the time they go to perform because they've been through this other process for an hour or so. It's their words in their song and they've also got the support of an amazing band and singers who are singing. So they're like the mass background singer to the song. So we've had groups that were like, we write the songs during the day and the performance is at night at the gala dinner and, you know, some of the groups were having to catch a flight back to Tokyo and they were like, they changed their flights because they were like, no, we, we are going to perform this. Wow. Song. But at the start, they were, they were nervous. And it's not just 
Asian groups. You know, you can see it on the show floor here at AIM. You get anyone at the start can be a bit intimidated, but yeah, it's it's the it's the writing lyrics together is kind of the key to it. And to answer your other question, when you said you know you're performing it for the masses, they're really performing it for. It's an experience for themselves as as a group. So we're not writing songs for to be for Spotify or the top forty or for ads either. We're not writing company songs to be TV commercials as well. They're they're actually just a bonding experience where they're taking what's important to them and what's important to the company and putting it in their own words and sharing it as a group. How is this different, you think, from I guess more traditional idea of team building? So it's usually like a maybe a rock climbing adventure or you yeah. know something a little bit more outdoorsy that is more commonly thought of as a team building exercise or maybe something that's just inside a room and everyone gets out pens and paper and you know yeah. doodles and, and stuff like that. So how how is this different? And are we talking about different types of outcomes? It's a unique process, but is the outcome unique as well? To start with, there's no physicality to it. It's not a game of golf or rock climb where it's like oh the Certain people in the community love it and other people are like, you know, I didn't really want to do that. Like music is, you know, music and food, about the two most universal things. And so it doesn't matter how Unless old... one lo- likes rock and the other one likes classical. <laughs> well, the, the, the groups choose what style of music they want to do. And our musicians are so good. We have like harpists who play in the London Symphony and they also play with Björk and Beyonce. So that's covered. And no matter how young the group is, if they love K-pop, if they love dubstep, if they love heavy metal, if they love jazz, they say, I love that music, I want that to be in our song. So it all, it comes from the group. So we're not dictating to the group. In terms of traditional team building events, we're brought into the Fortune 500s. You know, our work is with the Fortune 500s. It is, it is to build communities within these big companies. You know, I guess over the last two years, some walls have been put up between countries and, you know, protecting jobs, the Great Resignation. It's, it's like a bit of a, a survival situation. And where we're at now and, and during it, the Fortune 500s have teams all around the world. They want to reduce the barriers. They want connection. And so a lot of the events that we do, we have teams, you know, and we do a lot of virtual work. We, we, we go wherever the need is, virtual, hybrid, in person. We do a lot of events with people from 15 different countries across Asia, across Europe, so their ages are different, their cultural backgrounds, the language. We're doing lots of different languages as well. The music brings it together. And we also focus on leadership qualities. You know, whether you're leading a big team, a small project team, you're part of a team, is part of the programs that we have is, where, is getting to know your team, what's important to your team members, what drives them, what motivates them, because it's not always money. Adelaide Ng's extended interview with Andy Sharp can be found on her podcast titled Upon Arrival. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.